Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, failed to act? The parents of the teen accused of killing four students at that Michigan high school now face criminal charges. Why the prosecutor says it's a message to all gun owners. The intense search tonight for the suspected gunman's parents. What we're learning about possible warning signs, graphic drawings of violence, a plea for help, and online searches for ammunition. Could the deadly rampage have been prevented? I am angry. I'm angry as a mother. I'm angry as the prosecutor. Omicron's coast-to-coast spread. Early indications that a previous COVID infection may not protect you from the new variant. We'll have all the details. Mixed signals. What that new jobs report indicates about the economy. Plus, the letter from President Biden's doctor after a raspy-voiced press conference. Deadly stabbing spree. A Columbia University grad student is killed. What's behind the troubling nationwide spike in homicides? Alec Baldwin speaks out. The emotional interview. Why the actor says he's not to blame for that deadly movie set shooting. Honda safety warning. 700,000 SUVs and pickup trucks recalled. We'll tell you which models are impacted. And on the road with the story of a Vermont town that rallied to save its 130-year-old general store. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan in Fernora. As we come on the air tonight, an intense search is underway for two parents now facing criminal charges connected to that deadly school shooting this week in Oxford, Michigan. Their 15-year-old son is accused of using a pistol purchased just a week ago as an early Christmas present to kill four students and injure seven other people, including a teacher. 
Two students are still in the hospital. A prosecutor today charged Jennifer and James Crumbly with involuntary manslaughter for allegedly failing to prevent the attack by not meeting their responsibilities as gun owners. The University of Michigan will honor the victims this weekend. The Wolverines football team will wear a tribute patch at their Big Ten championship game tomorrow. It includes an O for Oxford and the initials TM for Tate Meyer, a varsity football player who was killed. There's a lot to get to, and CBS's Nancy Chen is in Pontiac to lead off our coverage. Good evening, Nancy. Margaret, good evening to you. An attorney for Jennifer and James Crumbly says they are not missing, but simply left town after Tuesday's shooting and plan to turn themselves in. But that hasn't happened yet, and now U.S. Marshals have joined the manhunt. An unexpected scramble late this afternoon as law enforcement searched for the parents of Ethan Crumbly. James and Jennifer Crumbly each face four felony counts of involuntary manslaughter in connection to the deadly rampage at Oxford High School, an attack in which their son is accused of killing four students and injuring seven others on Tuesday. There were a lot of things that could have been so simple to prevent. Today, Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald revealed new details leading up to the shooting. On Friday, November 26, James Crumbly brought his son with him to buy the gun. In a post online, his mom called it a Christmas present for her son. Just a day before the shooting, a teacher reported Crumbly to school authorities after seeing him search ammunition on his phone. School officials reached out to Crumbly's parents but received no answer. However, phone records show Jennifer Crumbly sent her son a text that read, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. The morning of the shooting, Crumbly's teacher found a disturbing drawing on his desk. In another section of the note was a drawing of a bullet with the following words above that bullet, quote, blood everywhere. Further down the drawing are the words, quote, my life is useless, end quote. And to the night right of that are the words, quote, the world is dead. Crumbly's parents were called to the school but refused to take him home and he went back to class. Shortly after, when they heard about the rampage, his mother frantically texted the teen, Ethan, don't do it. What level of responsibility do you expect from parents in a situation like this? I expect parents and everyone to, to have humanity and, and to step in and stop a potential tragedy. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman called it a bold move to charge Crumbly's parents. The prosecutor intends to send a message. If you are someone who purchases a handgun for a minor and you do not secure that handgun, you are putting yourself in some jeopardy. And the school district has not commented on today's developments, but in a statement in a video posted last night, the superintendent said that even after meeting with Ethan Crumbly twice, no discipline was warranted, Margaret. Nancy Chen, thank you. We turn now to the pandemic and the spread of that new variant, Omicron. At least 23 cases have been confirmed in 10 states spanning from the East Coast to Hawaii. And while scientists scramble to learn more about Omicron, the Delta variant is causing an alarming surge in new infections across the Midwest and Northeast. Here's CBS's Elise Preston. As the CDC races to learn more about Omicron, scientists in South Africa say it appears to be spreading twice as fast as the highly contagious Delta variant. Yet much about Omicron remains unknown, like its severity and how well the current vaccines perform against it. Already, vaccine makers are preparing for the possibility that the current shots will need to be updated, which is expected to take three to four months. We will, at a certain time point, need a new vaccine 
against this new variant. And one early study suggests a previous case of COVID may no longer protect against reinfection from Omicron. Still, Dr. Anthony Fauci was optimistic today. There's every reason to believe that if you get vaccinated and boosted, that you would have at least some degree of cross protection, very likely against severe disease, even against the Omicron variant. But the Delta variant still makes up nearly all new cases in the U.S., especially among the unvaccinated. From the upper Midwest to New England, where New Hampshire now leads the country in new cases per capita in the last week. Here inside the pandemic response lab, the first four out of five Omicron cases in New York City were confirmed last night. The lab looks for new variants in as many as 3,000 COVID test samples a week. Dr. John Lorne is the director of research and development. My recollection of the Delta variant is much the same, that we detected a couple the first week of data that it came out, and then from there it steadily ramped up. Does that concern you that you've spotted four already? It's definitely concerning. If it takes off uh, the same way Delta did, uh, we may be dealing with a, another surge. At this lab, it takes up to seven days after a person's been tested to confirm which variant they're infected with. And here's what we know about the Omicron cases detected in the U.S. so far. Nearly a third have been fully vaccinated, one had a booster, and everyone's symptoms have been mild or moderate. Margaret? And still too early to know if that will be the case for all. Thank you very much for that reporting. We learned today that hiring slowed last month. The November jobs report fell short of expectations, with employers adding 210,000 jobs last month. But the unemployment rate ticked down to 4.2 percent as more people joined the workforce. CBS's Weijia Jiang has reaction from the White House. On Wall Street, stocks slid in response to the latest jobs report, which offered mixed signals about the U.S. economy, a weaker-than-expected jobs number, but also a drop in unemployment, bringing it to the lowest point since the start of the pandemic in March 2020. President Biden, who is nursing a cold, celebrated the progress. We're looking at the sharpest one-year decline in unemployment ever. Simply put, America, America is back to work and our jobs recovery is going very strong. But Americans are still facing sky high prices on everything from groceries to cars to furniture with inflation at its highest rate in 31 years. Families are anxious. They're anxious about the cost of living, the economy more broadly. They're still uncertain. I want you to know I hear you. One sector of the economy that continues to struggle hiring new workers, the hospitality industry. Last month, it added 23,000 jobs, but it is still down 1.3 million pre-pandemic positions. Business-wise, we're up almost 40% over last year. The problem for Florida restaurant owner Jay Johnson is that his staff is down by 10%, so his employees are forced to pick up the slack. So some of them are working six days, some of them are working seven days, and it, I need to get them rested so they don't burn out. Weijia Chang joins us now. Weijia, the president sounded a little bit hoarse. Is he feeling okay? 
He says he is, and the White House says it is just a common cold, even releasing this note from his doctor, saying that the president was tested for several illnesses, including COVID-19, the flu, and strep throat, all of which came back negative. As for that cold, the president says he caught it from his one-and-a-half-year-old grandson, who likes to kiss Pop. Margaret? It is winter. All right. Thank you very much, Weecha. Congress avoided a government shutdown Thursday night. The Senate passed a temporary spending bill to keep the government funded until February. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer struck a last-minute deal with three Republican senators who were protesting the Biden administration's vaccine requirements for large employers. They'll get the Senate vote they demanded. In New York City tonight, a vigil is being held for a 30-year-old Columbia University grad student who was killed in a knife attack near the campus Thursday night. A tourist from Italy was wounded and a third person was threatened by the attacker but not hurt. The suspect in custody is 25-year-old Vincent Pinckney. Police sources say he's a known gang member with 16 prior arrests who was out in parole. That deadly attack is one of the latest examples in a growing wave of homicides in cities across the country. Law enforcement experts blame a combination of more guns and fewer cops. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. It's been a violent year in Chicago's Cook County. Over 1,000 people have been murdered. In Philadelphia, over 500. Senseless violence, which often claims the lives of innocent children like 8-year-old P.J. Evans. Hi, I'm T.P. In Prince George's County, Maryland killed in a barrage of gunfire during a family gathering. Antoine Dotson is PJ's uncle. An eight-year-old who was a promising student who had so many great things going for him to lose his life. Michael Harrison is Baltimore's police commissioner where murders are also up. What do you think is behind this? Whether it's young people, whether it's older people, people solving their conflict with violence, namely gun violence. Harrison says another factor is ghost guns. His officers have seized more than 300 this year. People can order them online in parts, have the parts delivered to the home, assemble the gun in the home within an hour and have a fully functional gun that cannot be traced. Another problem, fewer police officers on the streets. After George Floyd's death in 2020, some cities like New York and Oakland cut police funding. We did a survey of a couple of hundred police departments showing retirements uh, increasing, resignations increasing, the workforce is shrinking. Three men have been charged in connection with P.J. Evans's death. It's just straight gun violence at this point um, to where it's just senseless. Today, Antoine Dotson seeks comfort in his faith, but says even that's not enough. I know a lot of people say, you know, you turn to the church and... You know, it was time for him to gain his wings as an angel. I'm still struggling with losing him and not having him here in my presence. Because of the pandemic, a lot of cities and counties went months without trials or grand juries. Police say that offenders started to believe that there weren't consequences for committing crimes. And so while the system slowed down, the criminals remained right on the streets. Margaret. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Actor Alec Baldwin got emotional as he described publicly for the first time what happened on a movie set in October when he says a gun went off in his hand, killing one crew member and wounding another. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. I, I feel that, that, that uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. 
Alec Baldwin broke down as he talked about how the gun he was holding discharged on the set of his movie, Rust killing 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins. She was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. Director Joel Souza was also injured by the bullet. Baldwin says he didn't pull the trigger of the 45 caliber prop gun while rehearsing the scene, but says he was pulling back the hammer while Hutchins worked on camera angles. I'm holding that. I'm just showing. I go, how about that? Does that work? Do you see that? Do you see that? Do you see that? She goes, yeah, that's good. I let go of the hammer. Bang, the gun goes. The gun was supposed to be empty. I was told I was handed an empty gun. When she went down, he went down, and he was screaming really loudly. And I thought, well, what is he screaming? What happened? Dutch Merrick is a veteran movie armor. I was honestly a little startled when I heard his statement that he hadn't pulled the trigger, but the gun fired. So something tells me that this gun, if it operated the way he says, was not functioning according to the way it was designed. There's only one question to be resolved, only one. That is, where did the live round come from? Tonight, a New Mexico district attorney says some of the people who handled the gun on the set may face criminal charges. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Dallas. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. A former Ohio sheriff's deputy pleaded not guilty today to murder and reckless homicide. Jason Mead is charged in the death of Casey Goodson Jr. A year ago, Goodson was shot five times in the back. Mead's lawyer claims the deputy fired after Goodson pointed a gun at him. Prosecutors say Goodson was holding just a bag of sandwiches. The killing sparked racial justice protests and calls for police accountability. There's an important safety warning tonight for Honda truck owners. Hondas were calling more than 724,000 SUVs and pickups over concerns that the hood can fly open while driving. It affects some passports, pilots, and ridgelines made in recent years. Dealers will repair the affected models. What a birthday it was today for a World War II vet from Alabama. Major Wooten was presented with France's highest decoration, the Legion of Honor, on his 105th birthday. As an army private, he repaired bomb-damaged trains in France. And just last year, he beat COVID. Nowhere is America's labor shortage more apparent and the solution more unique than at the general store CBS's Steve Hartman found on the road. Here in Norwich, Vermont, for more than a century, this general store has been as much a fixture in the community as the church steeple. But then that sign went up screaming a desperate need in neon orange. A warning sign, 
of an end approaching. Dan Frazier is the owner of Dan and Wits. How many openings did you have? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. It was like, we're going to have to lock the front door because we have zero help. This is your dad's business. This was your grandfather's business. Right. And it was going to close on your watch? Yeah, which would be tough when you've invested your whole life into it. Customers were equally devastated. Of course, that happens whenever a small town loses an iconic business. But what sets this place apart is that these customers didn't just give Dan their sympathies. They gave him their applications. I'm so excited to have you here. Well, it's so nice to be here. So this retired finance director applied for a job in the deli. There we go. Dr. Rick Farrell is working checkout. I'm just trying to get the cash register to work. People from all over town and all walks of life in. punched in to help Dan stay open. There I am. I'm a therapist. Teacher, second grade teacher. Professor of psychology. Principal of the middle school. I'm an RN. So far, nearly two dozen customers, like Diane Miller, have stepped up. Because Dan and Wits is the heartbeat of this community. It's the heart of our town. For some reason, the heart of the town. I really got this sense. It's the heart of this town. That Dan and his store are the heart of the town. And as if stocking shelves and running register weren't enough, virtually all of these new hires are donating their hourly wage to some of Dan's favorite charities. Dan says this has all been just the help he needed. Absolutely. Um, the fact that the community stepped up, you know, I mean, sometimes it takes sort of a crisis, if you will, to appreciate what you have. And in Norwich, they have what every town needs more than anything. Thank you. Each other. Steve Hartman on the road in Norwich, Vermont. Sunday on Face the Nation, our guests include U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy, former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb, and Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. I'll see you Sunday on Face the Nation. Until then. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.